Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is a beautiful Monday day, Monday morning here in New Zealand, and normally we have this podcast up and loaded. However, I decided to sleep in. Did you, Sam? I might have. <laughs> We've got COVID in this household, so we thought we're going to use this time to chillax. So we're going to be arriving a little bit late with our podcast this morning. However, We have a bonus session for you because what we've just figured out is we did and we launched, we thought, a session called Growth on our little mini series, How to Get Less More, How to Be Less Frustrated. And it didn't download. There were zero downloads. We've never had zero downloads. No. So um, the uh, technical manager over here, the editor herself, somehow didn't upload the actual audio to the podcast so there there was a podcast sitting empty that none of you could listen to so bad sam sorry guys but now you've got a fantastic episode on how to reduce your frustration and the um episode all about growth growth. all about green and growing not brown and rotting so we've had massive we've actually had a phenomenal response to this um frustration mini series that we've done and it's it actually it's surprised us. It, different people have reached out to us at different times and shared what their insights are and what their aha moments are, and it's it's been overwhelming. Actually, we've been and we've been, been taken cool back. We were like, whoa! No matter who you are it. or where you're from or what you do, every single person that listens to this podcasts will be able to relate because they are the six human needs, not the six human wants, not the six humans. I think I would like these. These are the needs, and that's why so many people can relate, and so many people have enjoyed it. Yeah, so if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to that mini-series yet, we highly recommend it. Why? Because it's all about human behavior. And if you can have more fulfillment, like you, you can take ownership of that, right? And you want more fulfillment, then you really need to listen to that mini-series. If you're feeling frustrated and things are, you know, making you irritable or you're more reactive as opposed to proactive or you want little um, tools that will make you fast track your life by design then we highly recommend you go back you figure out where you are right now and you do the little tasks on it like you think oh that's me that's me that's me then you create the awareness so that you can create change and you can start having more fulfillment in your life that gives you more fun more growth Happy days. That's what it gives you. It does. And if there's someone in your life that you really care about and you can't understand why they're doing what they're doing, if you can't quite figure out how to help these people and you're like really frustrated and you need some sort of mental clarity, listening to this podcast too might actually enlighten you as to why somebody that you love or care about might be behaving in a way that you're not particularly loving. And this might give you more compassion and more understanding and you too could potentially help somebody you care about in a really basic and simple way. You could share a podcast with them. You could just come from a place of love rather than from a place of judgment 
because now you have a better understanding of what is going on for them just by listening to a podcast. How awesome is that? Yes, a high five for getting two podcasts today. You guys are spoiled. And that's our, congr- that's our congratulations. That's our gift to you from this COVID household. <laughs> today, what we are going to do, we've actually got a special little thing that we're going to put together for you today. Oh, but before we do that, I've just got a text message. <gasps> My beautiful friend Lama has just said, I've dropped coffee on your letterbox. So, hold five. We're going to put you on pause and we're going to go down and grab our chai latte. That is the bonus of having good friends that know exactly what you want when you're at home with COVID. Okay, so back to the job at hand. However, I'm just going to cheers you. Sam, we're having a cheers. We're having a cheers toast, right? Cheers. So here's to our episode today. It's all about how to start controlling your thinking. That's right, how to start controlling your thinking. And what we want to share with you is an extract from a YouTube video that we love um, from Eckhart Tolle, How Do We Break the Habits of Excess Thinking? Or the Habit of Excess Thinking. And why is that important, Sam? Because thinking is exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) That's at the moment, isn't it? (laughs) Have you ever been in that situation where you just think, 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 and you think yourself into this big freaking whirlpool of disaster And then you're just absolutely exhausted and the whole world has collided. You're on death's bed and everybody that you love and care about is going to die because you've just gone down such a rabbit hole of disaster. Have you ever done that before? I don't even know how she got from (laughs) there to there. Like I'm just looking at, if you could watch how I'm looking at her right now, I'd be like, what the hell? Um, So I don't know what what you're going to get out of today's episode, but this is both of us with COVID. So we're just going to put a disclosure. Whatever comes out of our mouth today, we apologize in advance. But basically, what you think about is what you bring about. So we really want to share with you and go on a little bit of a, another mini-series, I guess we could do, is all about your thinking. Yeah. So what you think about, you bring about. And what are the current thinking habits or the current thoughts that you have right now? So I want you just to close your eyes just briefly, so bear with me, bear with me, I'm not doing a Sam here, right, bear with me, did you just about choke on your coffee, <laughs> right, uh, bear with me, so just close your eyes briefly, Briefly, take a breath in, don't take a big breath out Sam, and slowly breathe out, and then I want you just to think about your surroundings, if you're at home right now, or if you're not at home right now, and you're out walking, you're out driving, I want you to think about your current life. Like, where are you right now? Where are you in your health and well-being, your mental and emotional well-being, your partner, your relationships, your family, your friends, your mission, your experiences, your spirit, your finances, your learning, how is your home, how is your job, how is your children? Like, I want you to think about exactly where you are right now in your life. Like, where are you? Are you where you want to be? Because you are exactly the you are exactly the accumulation of your thoughts. So if that being the case, you have decided that this is where you want to be purely through your thinking because your thinking dictates your actions and your actions have created your outcome and your outcome is exactly where you are today. So if you're a happy camper, we're doing a Esquire's chai latte cheers to you right now. And if you're not, The great news is that you can get to create awareness around where you are right now by observing and being the observer of your thoughts because the way you think determines the outcome of your existence. Ah, go Sam! 
So hopefully that wasn't too full on and it wasn't too out there for starting. So let's jump on to an extract that we've just um, found for you on YouTube. How do we break the habit of excessive thinking? By the amazing Eckhart Tolle. But what, what has happened through the gradual evolution of thinking is that now humans tend to overthink. There is a lot of not only unnecessary thinking that generates unnecessary and in many cases non-existent problems, such as when you lie awake at night in bed and, and start worrying, it generates a lot of unnecessary unhappiness. So people don't realize that a significant part of the unhappiness in their lives is actually generated by unnecessary, negative, de often destructive mind activity, and they don't even know it. Mindfulness is first of all discovering the simple fact that there is a voice in your head that continuously comments on your life or on what's happening around you. It, it's, it's the, the, the self-talk. Everybody knows what the self-talk is in that you talk to yourself. Sometimes you talk to yourself in the first person, I. Some people talk to themselves in the second person, you. <laughs> so you can get annoyed with yourself and then you say, you, you shouldn't have done that. And then you have another thought and says, yes, but I couldn't help it. <laughs> oh, hands up if you've done that before. And you might even get a third voice come in, that, uh, whatever it says, it says, why can't I, why can't I get out of my self-talk? That, that's self-talk too. I might speak, say we very often. But it's an amazing, <laughs> the first thing, what I call <clears throat> the first awakening, spiritual awakening, is something very basic and something very simple. It's the discovery that there is a voice in your head that always talks talks to you, uh, mostly silently. If it talks out aloud, then you're continuously, and, and there's nobody around, then you are considered insane. <laughs> but Guilty. And that's only if it's loud, but most people have that inside their heads and they are not considered insane, it's considered normal. But there's not such a big difference between the two. And sometimes when you when you listen to there might be a man walking in the street muttering, and you say, oh, he's really insane. But it might be that you are doing the same, but it's just not out aloud, it's in your head. <laughs> Why didn't I should have said that? Why didn't I say that? Next time he does that, I'm not exactly know what I'm going to reply. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes on and on. Or you lie awake at night and start worrying. You wake up and oh my God, what's going to happen? What if that doesn't work? And if that goes wrong? And what if he does that? And on? and then you go into it. You get drawn. One thought leads to another thought and another thought. Oh my God. And then the body, <coughs> the body cannot distinguish between an actual reality, an event that's happening in the real life, and what your mind is saying. So when you have fearful thoughts, <coughs> the body reacts to every fearful thought, but the, and that's an emotion, the body reacts 
with an emotion, the emotion you feel in your body. The body cannot distinguish between an actual event and a thought. So when you think fearful thoughts, the emotions you feel are the emotions that are saying, I am in danger. There is an actual danger here. So you feel the emotion of fear, anxiety. You might, you might feel, you feel agitated. And it's not, it's not only not pleasant, if you indulge in that kind of useless, dysfunctional, destructive thinking, year after year after year, it has its effect on the body and it decreases the ability of the body to have the energy to fight disease. Even mainstream medicine is discovering the connection between your state of mind and your state of health. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think we just need to stop right there. Don't worry, we're going to come back to him because this is just such powerful content and I didn't want to lose everybody. So we're going to unpack some of the stuff that Eckhart has just shared with us. So one of the things that stood out for me is there is a lot of um, unnecessary thinking that generates unnecessary problems. So what does that mean specifically to you, Sam? Because I love that. It means that you're going down a rabbit hole mm. of what-ifs, could-haves, maybes, mm. future thinking, which we all know future thinking creates anxiety. Mm. So you're making up shit <laughs> that you think is going to happen or could happen and might happen, which is causing a lot of um, problems and pain and stress for you. Yeah, and he also says that it generates a lot of unnecessary happiness. So I'm curious. Unhappiness. Oh, did I say happiness? You did, yeah. Well, Could maybe. Be happiness sometimes. Maybe your thinking is above the line and you are, <coughs> you know, pre your predominant thinking, which he goes into later on in this um, segment, is a, you, you're above the line. Could so be. you're a positive, positive thinker. Like Sam predominantly is a positive thinker. I have to put intention into it morning, night. Morning and night, don't I? So it's, it's, it's a natural response to Sam. Me, on the other hand, it's something that I've had to um, upskill at every single day, practice every single day, at least for the past 20, 30 years. So I'd like to thank my mother for that because she always said I made a mountain out of a molehill. So I had to stop from a very young age not making mountains out of molehills. Really? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So all the mums that use that as a quote, this is an example of how your child will turn out. They will have a positive <laughs> mindset. <laughs> Glass half full, always. 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 So what we think about is what we bring about. And when we think about one thought and we continue to obsess about that thought and we give it power and energy, that then has an impact on our health. So he moves on further to say that the body cannot distinguish between an actual reality of an event that's happening in real life. And now, this is the really important stuff. So I, I go into depth with this on my one-on-one -on -one clients and in our Ultimate You group, and our private coaching group. And this is a concept that I really want you just to invest a little bit of time into. The body cannot distinguish between an actual reality of an event that is happening in real life and what's your mind is actually saying. So when you have a fearful thought, the body reacts to everything fearful, right? So it actually generates a hormone release unconsciously in the bottle, in the bottle. Good <laughs> God, this is what happens when you have a chai latte. In the, the body, 
right? So it's unconsciously, like this is all happening on autopilot. So what you're thinking about, you're bringing about, you're manifesting that in your body. So if you're thinking scary, fearful thoughts at nighttime, right? That is accumulating in your body. Like that energy is manifesting in your body. And that's where it sometimes has an impact on your health. And it's like watching a horror film, right? If you're watching a horror movie, you are experiencing the fear, the panic, the anxiety, the adrenaline rush of what's happening in front of you, but not happening to you. Mm. So it's just a pure example of how your body is responding and your thoughts are the same. Whatever you're thinking about in your head, you're creating the anxiety, you're creating the adrenaline rush, all of that stuff that you of what you're thinking about that's not even real in your in your world. So the body cannot distinguish between an actual event and a thought. So for all those people that are out there watching thrillers, um, horrors, horror movies, um, I can't even think. Action dramas. Action dramas. This is one piece of advice that my um, CBT therapist told me 30 years ago is, Ursh, no more horror movies. No more thrillers and dramas. And I was like, why? I didn't get it. And now, after years of conditioning myself, Sam will put, um, we, we were obsessed about CSIs and, you know, all of those crime Criminal scene investigations. Yeah, all of them. And that used to be like, you know, go to bed, watch those things. And what I wasn't um, appreciative of the, of the time was that is creating an emotional state in which I'm going to go to sleep. And I'm going to be manifesting because my brain's going to start reliving what's happened. It's all already created. The uh, fight or flight is happening in my body. So I've got a, a burst of adrenaline. And then now I'm trying to shut my body down and then I'm trying to go to sleep. Well, after years and years and years of abuse from, you know, artificial stimulus like your coffees and your um, movies and your really, I guess, um, heavy metal music or the things that you're reading, if all of those are... Uh, artificially stimulating your body and your fight or flight is going off the Richter, right? Then this is the stuff that we're talking about. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you're one of those people that do watch crime scene investigation late at night and then you toss and turn at night. Or maybe you think you're so conditioned to it that it has no impact on you whatsoever. Yet you have weird, crazy dreams in the middle of the night about weird and crazy things like people coming into your house and tying you up and stealing your dog and doing whatever. That's your brain working overtime while you're sleeping, making up stuff that's not even real. Because the body cannot distinguish between an actual event and a thought. So if you're watching the movie, right, your brain thinks that that is the truth. It's the reality. So it prepares you to be in a fight or flight state. And when your body is constantly in fight or flight, it is not good for your health and well-being. Emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. It's not good. Trust me. I think it's also important just to, you know, he, he talked about the de decrease of the ability. The, yeah, the ability of the body to have the energy to mm. fight disease. And in mainstream medicine now, they're discovering that there's a very strong connection between your state of mind and your state of health. And I know one thing is if you are constantly living in fight and flight mode, your ability to lose weight, because having a woman's German, working with women and weight loss all the time, your ability to lose weight mm. is almost zero if you're in a state of high anxiety, fight, fight and flight. Because your body's not interested in letting go of your fat, because fat is gonna keep you alive. 
But instead, it's only focused on how do I keep this person alive? How am I going to have the energy to run? So you're living in that adrenaline mode 24-7. So weight loss is a goner. Balancing your hormones is a goner. Mental well-being is a goner because you're constantly in stress. So we're hoping that just from this little extract that we've, we've played for you, and we're going to carry on with the YouTube video right now, is that you're starting to think that your thoughts are your superpower. You, the way you think dictates the actions that you take, which determines the outcome. So wherever you are right now is your reality. Where you are in your life right now is an outcome of your thinking. So if you take nothing out of this whole amazing, phenomenal podcast today, take that away. Your life is a consequence of your previous thinking. You want to change your life, you've got to change your thinking. All right, let's get back to Eckhart and see what else he's got to share with us. And so gradually we are seeing, in the past they denied it completely. They only looked at your body and not only at the, they, they, not, they not, didn't just look at the totality of the body, even within the body, they just looked, looked at one particular symptom, what's wrong with that particular organ. And you have, of course, in mainstream medicine, you have specialists. I'm a specialist for the, the liver, and specialist for this and this and that. Not only not taking into account the totality of the body, but more importantly, not taking into account the totality of the person, which includes the physical body and the mind. So it's vitally important <clears throat> to discover, first of all, that there is a voice in your head that indulges in self-talk most of the time <laughs> and for many people interestingly enough that self-talk for many people is not always negative but for many people this it, it is more negative than positive a good event that happened yesterday a nice you might have gone to a nice reunion or you, you went out into nature and you witnessed a beautiful sunset Okay, you can remember it today and think that was a beautiful sunset or we had a nice talk yesterday. But you can't do that much thinking about a nice event. But the mind, when there's something negative that happens yesterday, somebody offended you or didn't give you the attention that you needed, that you wanted from him, then you can start thinking of how, oh my God, what he did, he's really... Next time he just said, I'm going to say that, or he should really show, why doesn't he, why does You can go on for a long time dwelling on something negative much longer than dwelling on something positive. <laughs> it is so, a, a seemingly a negative event is much more food for useless mind activity than a positive event. And this is why for many people, a significant percentage of their mind activity is negative. Uh, for some people it is almost a hundred percent negative but it is unlikely that these people would get a job in this company <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that because the your predominant state of consciousness your predominant mental emotional state there's a certain correlation between who you associate with where you find yourself and even what kind of things happen to you, there is a correlation which is not always immediately recognizable, but there is a correlation between once a person's predominant 
mental-emotional state and who they are with, who their friends are, what, where they work, and even what happens to them. So if you, are, if you are in a very negative state a long time, you tend to attract also negative events, but you can only have to find that out for yourself. I'm not saying, believe me. I know it from my own life because when I first discovered this, I was still very young. I discovered that there is a correlation between my mind activity and what happens to me. I, I found a I found a, a book and that somebody several books that somebody left with us when I was 17, and there for the first time I read about a person's mind, and I suddenly realized my mind was predominantly negative because I was, very, I was a very unhappy child and so my childhood was not pleasant and so the initial conditioning of my life was that my mind was continuously commenting and saying how bad my life was and whenever something bad happened to me I had a phrase that would occur again in my mind that of course bad things always happen to you don't they they're bound to happen to you it always happens to you so I was talking to myself and saying that bad things would always happen to me, and they did. Now, that's some really, really powerful words spoken right there and then. Like, what stood out for you in that learning right then? Sam, what, what stood out for you? Like, there's some really key takeaways for me here that I wanted to share. So, I think right at the very beginning was um, your thinking has an effect on your physical body. Mm, and absolutely. negative thinking creates a neg- negative health. For your body, I think it was mm. one at the very beginning, mm. and then at the end there that um, your you depending on your thoughts, your negative thinking can have a negative has an effect on what happens to you, who you end up hanging out with. Mm. But more to the point, it's like what happens to you. So when bad things happen, is that something that you actually bring upon yourself because of the way you're thinking? Mm. And, and what I love about what he's just shared and my takeaways and my insight on that is it comes down to, and you you'll often hear me saying this, and you know, especially if you've been um, a client of mine, I've been saying this for years. Your vibe is your tribe. So how you show up is what you will attract. Like attracts like. Shit attracts shit. That's just it, plain and simple. So I've shared with you many times, maybe not so much many here, but when I've done um, speaking for different events, etc., and I share my journey through depression, anxiety, and agoraphobia, and I share, you know, the state of my mental well-being at that time was pretty horrific. It was intense, and it was at this at the time I was disassociating. I was disassociate. Dis- I was able to disassociate myself from what was actually happening. However, what was going on in, in my mind was destructive. It was extremely destructive, and my vibe at the time meant that the tribe that I was attracting was certainly not going to benefit me or enable me to move forward or to move through. So what I look at now in hindsight is when I went down like a ton of bricks, I pushed everybody away. Like I just pushed everyone away from me, which of course that created isolation. When you're left with your thoughts in isolation, that can be the most damaging, traumatic experience of your life because sometimes your thoughts are like the worst demon on the planet. So what I want you to think about is in your life, have you had significant events where your thinking 
has dominated, like it's just taken over your being, your well-being, and therefore you're emitting that energy into the universe, and you're then, as a consequence of that, receiving that same energy back. So at that time, you know, I was agoraphobic, so I was struggling to leave the home, I was depressed, um, I was struggling with panic attacks, so for me, leaving the house was extremely challenging. Now, I want you to think about the conversation that I was having. What were the type of people that I was attracting? How was my thought process having an impact on other areas of my life? Like my health was taking an impact. My mental, emotional well-being was below zero. Um, my relationships were zero. My family, I was extremely reactive to my family. I certainly wasn't living my mission. And the experience uh, back then was that I was living in fight or flight and fear. Like, you know, I was surprised every day that I would wake up. Like I didn't expect to actually mentally, physically survive that. And so that has an impact. You, the thinking while you're going through a significant event, you know, has an impact on your spirit, your finances and on your learning. So again, a huge takeaway for me here is your vibe is your tribe. And if you have a circle of friends and they are, let's say Debbie Downers for lack of a better word, then we need to have a think about, are you enabling them to stay stuck? Because by you tolerating a behavior like that, you can't beat them, you join them. So sometimes if you're in a group of friends and everybody is talking or moaning or bitching or discussing other people as opposed to their goals and their dreams, then you turn out or you end up being involved in that conversation. You are one of those people. You are now changing your thought processes. You're feeding the fire. Yeah. So which fire are you feeding? Or, you know, there's two wolves. Which one are you feeding? The one that's going to grow you or the one that's going to kill you? I'll give you an example, like just again, coming back to a gym experience, um, you might, may have you know, signed up to a challenge before and something goes wrong and you don't do it and you don't complete and you don't lose the weight and it didn't work. And then you're constantly saying to yourself, I can't do the next challenge. I've done it before. It doesn't work. I can't do it. It's not possible. I did it last time. It doesn't work for me. I can't commit. I've got too many commitments. I don't have the time. And you can, t you can put yourself into a negative state straight look away. How many, look, like, if we just, like, even if you just replay that segment, how many things did you just say? Oh, it's, like, it's just that, you know, negativity is an addiction, you know, like, because your mind is predominantly negative. So whichever, however you're seeing the world and whatever lens you're wearing, is that's going to dictate how you see it and how you perceive it. And, and there's thing as adults, we have an ability to go, I tried it once, I failed, I'll never do it again. Whereas if you look at young children, before their minds have been influenced by thought as much, they, they're learning how to walk, they stand up, they fall over, they don't go, well, that's it, I tried it once, I'm never doing it again, I'm useless, I'm never going to be a walker, I'm just going to be a sitter crawler, I'm going to be a bum shuffler for the rest of my life, and that's just because <laughs> I come from this family who's useless, and I'm, you know, I'm the youngest of the family, and I'm the ugliest, and that's why I can't do it. They just get up and try again and again and again, and eventually they're walking. There's no thought pattern that stops them to continue trying, whereas adults, we give up so quickly. I know you play one game of tennis and you missed the ball three times because you'd never played before and that's it, I'm never playing again, I'm useless. And instead of practice, practice makes perfect, looking at that glass half empty, figuring out what do I need to learn, how could I change, taking it from a positive mindset of, okay, I'm not good at this, I don't know how to do this, let's figure out how, rather than just take ourselves down and self-sabotage. Hmm. 
So we just want to wrap this podcast up and we hope that you've really enjoyed this today. We wanted to start planting the seed around your thinking and where you are right now. Like, are you in a place that you are loving right now? Are you in a growth opportunity? Are you seizing opportunities? Or are you feeling frustrated and you're in the complain, shame and blame game, right? And if you are, look, I don't want you to feel like you're alone. I've been you. I was you for years. And there are days and moments that I am you. Like I, this is something that I work with every single day. Like I show up every single day. I do, you know, my gratitudes every single morning. I do my I am statements every single morning. I do my personal development, you know, half an hour. I do my walk and talk. So I'm constantly fueling my brain with what I want to grow it with, right? That's the essential part. So if I'm watching shit flicks or CSI, then the outcome of that is not going to grow me. Well, I don't know. Has there been some good documentaries on Netflix? Every now and then. <laughs> so what you feed your brain will grow. So whatever, you, whatever you're putting in there, so are you putting in destructive, negative, intoxicating thoughts about how pathetic, sad, useless, lazy you are, or are you putting in thoughts about how dynamic, uh, unique, special, and vibrant you are? Like, what are you saying to your brain? So where are you today? Are you confident? Are you lacking confidence? Because that, again, comes down to what are you telling yourself on a repeated basis? Your brain loves repetition. So if you're telling yourself, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, guess what? Buddy now knows you are fat. And it will make sure that you are, even if you're not. That's right. So you've got to start reprogramming your brain so that you can get a different outcome if you're not happy with where you are right now. And the beauty with this podcast is you now have a conscious awareness of what's going on. Before this point now, you probably didn't actually even realize what you were doing in your mind. So now, just by having this, just one, one tool for you this week is just to make note, take note of what's going on in your mind. Just be aware of your thinking. And that in itself is going to change your way of thinking. So there we go. That is a wrap from the COVID household here in West Auckland. We hope that you've loved this episode today. And we can't wait to see you share it out on your socials because that would be like the best sickness gift, really, wouldn't it? That's what they should, that's what you should do. We're looking after all the people right now that are out there that need a little bit of a boost in their life. Maybe you too have a sickness or an illness right now. Maybe you've got a challenge that you're struggling with. And we hope that by listening to this podcast today that you're able to reframe and change your thinking so that you can move out of your stuck self quicker than what you thought. Okay, oh, I have to finish with a quote from Joe Dispenza because it, it would not be normal or right. It would not be right because we've learned so much from this guy. So if you don't follow him, I highly recommend that you follow him. Um, if you become aware of your automatic habits and you are conscious of your unconscious behaviors so you cannot go unconscious again, then you are changing. Yes, that's it. And today, guess what? You've created change. You are the bomb.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved. You matter.
and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.